Hey guys, before we get into today's content, I wanted to let you know that we are launching our Pizza Summit 2020. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event, all online. You don't have to go anywhere, no travel, no hotels, nothing. It's Everything is online. We really put this event together because of the recent events that were happening. It really made us say, you know what, we need a place where we can go and learn regardless of travel. So we did pizzasummit2020.com. You can go over there. We have 27 speakers right now, and we're adding more every single day. We also have 30-plus sessions lined up for you to learn all about everything you need to know to grow your business. So far for the talks, we have Donald Burns, who's given to give three sessions, one about menu design, one about hiring, and one about KPIs. We also have Tyler Anderson talking about UGC, Roger talking about LinkedIn and YouTube, Lee Cockrell, who was the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World. He's going to be joining us for a session talking about leadership and how you can build your team. And I really think this is going to be the place for you to learn, especially in a month or two from now when all of this craziness that's happening in the restaurant space passes. So if you want to go learn all online, it's all on demand too. So once you register, everything will be available to you whenever you have time to watch. So the event is happening April 6th through April 8th. It was supposed to be two days. We have so much content. We're moving it to three days. But if you can't join us on those three days, don't worry. It's going to be a mixture of pre-recorded sessions and Q&A sessions as well. But they're all going to be recorded. So if you can't join for one day or one session, you can go back and watch it on demand whenever you have time. So if you want to join us April 6th through the 8th from 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, all on demand for you to watch after. Head over to www.pizzasummit.com. 2020.com to get your ticket. All right, today's episode is an impromptu conversation with Donald Burns about what's happening in the world. We don't talk about the news so much. We talk about how you can prepare for when this is over. Listen, this is a tough time for everybody in the restaurant space. I understand that. We're all trying to pivot. We're all trying to adapt and figure out how we can survive and move forward after this is all over. But at some point, this will pass. In four to six weeks from now, or however long it is, things will start to get back to normal. And we need to start to think about how we can get back our business that we've either lost or that has gone significantly down. And I think there's an opportunity for everybody to do that, whether it's reset, rehire, retrain, redo your menu. There's so many things that we're going to have to worry about moving forward. And I asked Donald Burns to join me and kind of go over some, this is an impromptu podcast. We literally just recorded this 10 minutes ago as of this podcast coming out. So we give you some things that you can work on for when this whole thing does turn around. Not only when it turns around, but what you can do now. What, what are you going to be able to do now in your restaurant or in your pizzeria to survive this? And then when you do survive, what can you do to make sure that if something like this ever happens again, and knock on wood, hopefully it never does, but if it does or there is something that happens in your business, how are you going to be able to set yourself up so that way you can handle the impact of loss of sales or loss of business because there's something out of your control that happens. So that's what we focus on on this episode of the podcast this week. Thanks to our sponsors, MailShark. If you need some direct mailers, maybe when this is all over and you need to get the word out there that you're back open for business and 
you you need to tell your customers, hey, we're here. We have a new menu. This is what we're doing. Go check out themailshark.com forward slash SPM. And also Forza Forney, longtime sponsor of the show. If you're looking for an oven upgrade or you need to get an oven, go over to ForzaForney.com. They have a ton of information for you over there. All right, light on the sponsorship this week because I just want to get into the content for this episode with Donald Burns. Oh. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. My good friend Donald Burns is joining me. As you may know, the world is in a crazy state right now. And Donald Burns did a webinar recently that I watched about the coronavirus and what you can do as a restaurant pizzeria owner to kind of prepare for it now and in the future. So I reached out to him and said, hey, you know what? You should come on the podcast and let's discuss this because it's a hot topic right now. And although we have podcast episodes that are scheduled to come out, I thought this was uh, something that we should talk about right now. So Donald, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and kind of doing this on the last minute notice. Oh, thank you. You know, Bruce, I'm always, um, it's always an honor and a pleasure to join you on your podcast and uh, your audience is always um, just, I mean, they're overwhelmingly supportive of, of my brand and you know, anything I can do to help out people during this kind of this, this time of uncertainty is, is, uh, is what I'm, I'm here to do, help with. So. Yeah, we, we were talking a little bit about this, which I don't love to talk a lot before the podcast because I like to save it for the podcast. Yeah. But we were talking about how this came on very quickly. And I think that oh, yeah. um, that could be a lesson for us moving forward because as, as crappy as a time as it is right now, eventually this will pass and we'll kind of start getting back to uh, back to getting ready to be something of somewhat normalcy. Um, right. But what do you think is... Uh, the reason why this kind of caught everybody by surprise so far. And I, and I don't mean like the virus itself. I mean more like the restaurant industry and why people are having a hard time right now. Well, people didn't set themselves up for success. There's a, there's, and I say this a lot in a lot of my speeches, <clears throat> when I do workshops, I say it in a lot of my books. Um, most restaurants, we have a lot of things we should do. You know, I should cost out my menu. You know, I should fire the, those negative energy vampires you know, taking my restaurant down, you know, and just killing my culture. I should market more, market more effectively and, and use, you know, I, you know, I know I should use video. Here's the thing we have, we do, we, all we do is we shit all over ourselves. Right. And then it doesn't happen. And then something like this, you know, occurs this, you know, they, and they, they classify this as like a black swan event. I mean, it just hit and it hits hard, has devastating consequences. And then people wake up, you know, like, oh, shit, what happened? You know, yeah. I'm not ready. I don't have, you know, some extra, I don't have some cash reserves. Um, I still got those, you know, energy vampires. And now uh, I'm just in chaos mode. Yeah. And this hit really fast. Like, I remember. Oh, so really fast. We're recording this podcast the day it comes out Thursday. It's the March 19th. And mm-hmm. I was, um, I think it was last Tuesday, or Monday or Tuesday. It was kind of like before everything kind of shut down. It was like, you yeah. know what? This is going to be bad. We need to wash our hands. We need to be careful of where exactly. we go and who we hang out with. And maybe we shouldn't go to big crowds. And then all of a sudden, one of the NBA players got Total it. Total lockdown. Yeah, NBA yeah. canceled, NHL canceled. And then Everybody canceled. Donald Trump comes on TV and he's like, you know what? We're just canceling everything. We're locking the border. And then all of a sudden, in like two days, it was like it went from like everybody should wash their hands to nobody can go outside. You can't go outside. You're in total lockdown mode. Yeah, and exactly. I, that came on so fast. So fast. And I don't think people were prepared for it at all. No. No no one was prepared. And if you've never had a crisis plan before in your restaurant, in your business, 
uh, now, you know, it, maybe it's a little late now, but I would say that you want to make sure you have one for the future. So if anything else happens like this again, which you never know, I mean, some kind of pandemic or epidemic or crisis could happen. You want to be ready for it. So yeah. you want to have a plan. And, and one of the things, you know, and I, and I did this webinar yeah. and, I, and you said you saw it. I did. I watched and, it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll give the link to everybody. It's a free webinar. You know, I'm not trying to, I don't want, you know, I just want to get people educated because there's certain things you should be doing right now. Not getting toilet and, paper. And, and not taking all the toilet paper. I mean, I don't know how that's going to save the world or save your save yourself. You know, I have no food in my house, but man, I got TP. My wife was oh, funny. Yeah. She went to the store the other day and a uh, little bit of comic relief <laughs> here. We used, she, she, I don't know why, but she likes the crappiest toilet paper in the world. And she went there and she's like, you know what? I didn't have a, I didn't have a hard time finding toilet paper at all. Nobody wants this <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> We'll see. There you go right there. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those toilet paper, you know, snobs. I guess there's a certain brand I like, and so yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm just like I'm I'm sitting on like maybe you know eight rolls, holding on for dear life. You know, that's it. All right, let's get back to your webinar. <laughs> so the webinar, it's like 52 minutes. Yeah. It's going to give you some great ideas. Lots of resources in there. I'm updating it all the time uh, with new links because now again, this thing is changing. I mean, every day there's something new popping up. Yeah. Um, now it was, you know, total shutdown. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Now the government is into uh, relief funding, uh, you know, financial stimulation, you know, stimulus p- p- packages and stuff like that. So it it changes so rapidly, and you need a couple, you know, reliable places you can go to get information. And one thing I do tell people is try to stay off mainstream media because they are just dealers of fear. Yeah. And panic. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like if you watch yeah. the news. You're going to feel like, oh. and it depends even what channel it is. It, it, you're going to make it, it, listen, this is, I'm not saying it's not bad and it's not a bad situation. It is. I'm not saying it's not bad either. But they make it feel like if you catch this virus, you're going to die. Yeah. You know, they, 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 it's like they do, they, all they do is they deal in fear. And so, you know, I'm, I'm staying on reputable stations, you know, I'm staying like nightclub and bar show. They have a great website, uh, restaurant business online, nation's restaurant news, uh, restaurant dive. I'm staying on those kind of places, those formats that I know are going to be dealing out, you know, factual and authentic information, not trying to, you know, skew it one way or the other, blame one party or the other party for not doing this, not doing that. That's the thing about mainstream media. They yeah. always want to spin it to their agenda. Yeah. I think those so, online resources that you mentioned want to just give you the facts in like yeah, what you can do, do as a restaurant owner to get through this and then. When it is over, hopefully in a in a in a month or two, we can kind of resume right. normalcy. So w- let me ask you this: If you're in the midst of this now, which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. um, what do you think the restaurant owners should be doing right now? Well, right now, everyone's and if you if you study psychology at all, there's there's always there's this thing called the five stages of grief. You've heard of it? Yes. Yes. And this, we are all going, everyone is going through the five stages of grief in their own kind of pace. First there was, and I've seen this with all my clients. First there was denial. No, no, this isn't happening. Oh no, everything. And then there was anger. You know, we're, we're upset. We're pissed about this. And then there was bargaining. Um, you know what? Okay. I can only do, you know, I can do delivery still, or I can do this, or, you know, can I, can I, you know, fudge the law and I still do, can I offer alcohol? You know, and then here's the next one everyone's going to go through is where everyone's going to start hitting some depression because the reality is going to come in. Those bills are still there. Um, the cash flow is not coming in. Depression will set in. And here's my fair warning to everyone out there who is a restaurant owner 
out there, please, when the depression sets in, do not turn to those things that alleviate depression, alcohol, drugs, you know, sitting on the sofa for hours and hours, binging, you know, mindless stuff on Netflix. And I'm not saying don't enjoy a little bit of Netflix. You know, I do too. Right. But don't like just let it consume your life where you just like withdraw from the world. I want everyone to move to that last phase of the five stages of grief, which is acceptance that, okay, you know what? This happened. And if we look at the word, the Chinese uh, word for crisis, it's actually composed of two characters, danger and opportunity. Now, yes, there is a danger out there. You know, this coronavirus does impact people. It does make people sick. If you're older or you have compromised immunity systems, yes, your chances of it being fatal have, have increased a lot. Right. But just like anything, even the flu, if, you, if you're elderly or if you have a compromised immune system, your chances of getting the flu and, 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 and having something fatal happen increases a lot. Listen, the stairs to my house alone, if you're elderly, are more dangerous than if or you're more dangerous, yes. So, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of things that are more Driving dangerous. in Boston, I think, is more dangerous. Yeah, I can state. attest to that. That's for sure. Yeah, I can attest to that, too, for living there for five years. <laughs> so, after we look at the word danger, the other word the other character in the word crisis in Chinese is opportunity. And there is a tremendous opportunity right now to really solidify your brand, get your foundation solid so that when this thing, and we talked about this, you know, it, as fast as it hit, it's going to unleash and it's going to stop just as fast. Now I'm not going to, it's not going to be like tomorrow or next week. I'm estimating. And I think you and I talked about this, Bruce. Yeah. We're, we're thinking like the first week of May, people are going to finally, you know, feel you know, hey, this isn't, you know, it's not spreading as much as we thought. People aren't dying as much as we thought. Um, you know, I think everything's going to be okay. Because also, too, within a month, the government is right now working on uh, vaccines and also, uh, you know, therapy programs to help people who already have the, you know, the illness, help them, you know, overcome it. Right. So within a month, I'm telling you, man, it's a full court press that they're going to find either ways to make sure you get a vaccine so you don't get it or find a kind of you know, a viral kind of therapy thing to help you you know treat it if you do have it. Yeah, and I think we talked the, about before we got on the show, like China was like the beginning yeah, of January is when the shit really hit the fan over there. And they're starting right. to get back to businesses being reopened now, which yeah. is the beginning of March. So that's, what's that, two and a half months two, for them? Two and a half months for them. And hopefully. they were like ground zero. Right. And hopefully we were, we're a little bit ahead of the curve, hopefully, than they hopefully. are. So we're thinking, yeah. well, I hope by the beginning of May, we can kind of get things back reopened. And I'm estimating. Everything back here, to normal. Here's another thing, too. And you want to be ready for it. So now is like the perfect time. And I've I, all my clients, I've had talks, I've had phone calls, in-depth phone calls about what you should be doing right now. Now's the time to, to take all those things that you should have done before this event happened and turn them into must-do. I must costing out your menu. I am always shocked and appalled how many people at any time seminar I ever go to, how many people, and I always ask any crowd, it doesn't matter if a hundred people in a crowd or like in, you know, 700 people in a crowd, how many people here know the cost of everything on their menu down to the penny? Only two to 5% raise their hand ever. That's amazing. That's terrible. It's amazing. And it's terrible. It's horrifying. So if you have not costed out everything on your menu and know exactly what everything costs, you need to do that now. That You have to turn that should into a must. You also, it's a great opportunity to reinforce your training programs. How many times have we talked about 
you know, you should do video training. So there's no misinterpretation. You should really, uh, re, you know, update your employee handbooks. You should update your training manuals, update your training system. Oh yeah. You know, I always been, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Well, you're not too busy right now. Right. Perfect opportunity to get that stuff back in line. Marketing. How many people again? Oh, you know, I just don't have time to make content. I don't have time to do any videos. I don't have time to do any posts. You got some time now. Why don't you make a little stockpile and make a, you know, get on Dropbox, upload a little Dropbox file and folder, have that stuff kind of like set up. So you got, I got a little kind of social media bank ready to go. So that way I'm ready. Because what's happening is like we talked about when this thing, you know, lets up, people right now are going to start experiencing cabin fever. Yep. <laughs> I mean, big time. <clears throat> there's like there's a lot of joke memes out there like that yeah you know i you know, i was at home and i started talking i found this lady sitting on my sofa i started talking to her she seems very nice apparently she's my wife you know <laughs> i saw that one actually yeah it's like you know we're gonna spend more time with these people that, <laughs> that are actually closest to us than we ever thought possible yeah i think it's a good time to reevaluate <laughs> your business too like reevaluate various where you get your customers from because if you're in an area or your customer base mm -hmm. is solely dependent on maybe a big factory that's near your business maybe that's not the great greatest um, spot to be in because you're solely mm -hmm. relying on that one source of revenue you need to be exactly. able to like all right what can i do otherwise so that way if something does happen to that factory like now it closes down none of the employees are there and now you have no customers what are you going to do at right. that point yeah exactly <clears throat> and you really this is this is like i said opportunity is so great right now and i actually have i have 10 little points and i'm going to be throwing this out there too um number one you want to be in position to dominate your market you, right. you, you just can't play small anymore you gotta be out there just pushing it pushing it pushing it yeah and you um, know what you let also, me let me hop in there real quick i think you see that too right like you see the the, even if it's a small local business, you see the ones that have some sort of social presence being able right. to survive better than the ones that do not. Yes. Or the worst thing I've seen right now, I've seen restaurants that you should, you had a really great social presence. And then was this thing hit and they had to you know, close down temporarily. They disappeared. They went dark. Wow. That's the worst thing you can do. You got to communicate with your, with your, you customers. got to all yeah. the time, because I'm telling you right now, the people think they might be, I'm perception is projection. If you don't communicate with people, they will make their own assumptions. So if you go dark during this time and just like, well, I'm not going to post as much or I'm not going to post, you know, barely at all. People are going to think maybe you're out of business. Yeah. Or something's but, wrong with your business and you're not open. And maybe you are yeah. open. You're just not communicating that. You got to communicate and you got to keep those channels open. Remember, and, and one of my biggest things is always, you want to always maintain your, you know, your brand. You always want to be top of feed. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Especially Social now. media is not about getting not getting a sale. It's like, I mean, there's very few times where you can post something and people immediately run down to your place and do something. Right. It's about keeping your brand top of mind. So when they are in the mood for pizza, they think they of you. Think, hey, you know what? I need to go. Yeah, I want to go there. You know. Yeah, because you're always in on their mind because always they're in always their mind. in their feed and not in a salesy kind of way. Yeah, it's like McDonald's. You know, everyone's. I always and I usually ask audiences this. Everyone here knows who McDonald's is, right? Everyone raise their hand, hundred percent. Everyone raise their hand. I said, so it's not. So marketing is not about brand awareness, because everyone here knows who Mark, you know, McDonald's is. But do you see them not market? Oh no, they market like crazy. Yeah, exactly. 
That's because true. they want to stay top of mind. They want to be always on your mind. So when you do decide you want that, <clears throat> you know, uh, economical cheeseburger, you know where to go. <laughs> you know, right? If your kids are yelling in the background and you're in somewhere you don't know, you mean? Yeah. All right. What's and the other two, thing? Then? Other thing. Uh, other thing for opportunity now is you want to start exploring and start thinking about expanding your revenue streams. Like uh, ha- no. adding catering, or what do you mean? By adding that? catering, adding you know, uh, you know, if you know, some people haven't got into the delivery game, That's you true. know, or curb, or ne- maybe never set up something for curbside pickup. And curbside pickup is not just saying we have curbside pickup. I mean, you really want to go out of your way and like create signs for it and try to designate a couple spots in front of your building to make it look like a really kind of a big event. Look at those big chains like Applebee's and Chili's. They have this, you know, Chili's to go, huge signs, parking spots right in front dedicated for those things you want to make this thing seem like you know we're taking this to the next level and we're going to make it really prominent that we offer curbside pickup there's two there's um, a couple businesses that i can think of that are doing a Mm -hmm. really good job communicating that tony and albas which is a pizzeria in california a little uh, nice um and he's doing a really good job of he's just a single unit pizzeria restaurant but he's doing a really Mm -hmm. good job of using video to communicate the fact that listen things are changing and this is how we're adapting. This is how we're changing. And not only right. is he putting signs out there for like the curbside pickup that you said, but he's recording the whole process. This is exactly what oh, it looks see. like when you do curbside pickup at Tony and Alvis. Yeah, see, that's awesome. See, that's what you want to do. You want to educate your people. Use marketing, use social media as a platform to educate and train your guests how you want them to behave. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. Yep. Showing the video, he's training people. This is how it works. This is how the process is. This is what we offer. And I think and sometimes also, too, people. Sorry, I think sometimes okay. too, people like if you're a customer, mm-hmm. and like you offer curbside pickup, but the customer doesn't really know how to do it, then they may not yeah, do they it. They don't at do all. it. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to look like idiots. <laughs> That's true. It's like I tell people, you know, <laughs> and this is like this goes to like regular restaurants. <clears throat> it depends on your market. I had a guy one time, small little town, you know. Uh, northern New Mexico. <laughs> he goes, he's like, hey man, I want to put a croque-monsieur on my menu. I'm like, okay, why? Well, it's a great sandwich. I go, yeah, it is a really great sandwich. But why don't we just call it a grilled ham and cheese? Oh, but it's a croque-monsieur. Yeah, I know it's a croque-monsieur because that's the French name for it. But you're, you, you know, your small podunk town in the middle of you know nowhere in New Mexico, your, your people do not know what a croque-monsieur is. And here's the thing. If they don't know what it is, they won't ask because they don't want to look stupid and they won't order it. You know what? You just said the name of that and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, see? It, but if I said, hey, man, I got a grilled ham and cheese, you'd be like, I'm all over that, right? Especially if there's like a picture of it and it looks good. Hell yeah. Exactly. We try to, you know, we try to act like a, so sophisticated when sometimes the best thing in the world is just be just just plain. Yeah. You know? Hey, I got this really great, you know, fish with a, with a lemon beurre blanc. You know? Okay. You know? Hey, how about I got this really great poached fish with a lemon butter sauce? Right. Hey, I'll buy that. Especially, <laughs> you know? yeah, right. It depends on what kind of restaurant you are too. Sometimes yeah, we try to get too fancy. We try to get too fancy. I mean, look again. This this goes back to marketing basics one on one. Know your avatar. Know who your who your market is. Who your ideal guest is. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know. I mean, you're just you're just it's just a shotgun approach. And I hate when people do the shotgun approach. I'm going to try to be everything to everyone. Okay, that doesn't work. Especially now when you can't. Like, you can't be you can't everything be. to everyone. You have to, like, no. your, your your hours are probably limited. The way you deliver your items are limited. You have mm-hmm. to be able to pivot and move quickly. And if you yeah. are so bogged down with a ton of different items, it limits your ability to move fast. Yes, exactly. 
And if you haven't done online ordering, you know, or you're scrambling right now to get online ordering set up through your POS system, this is a great opportunity to get ready for it now. So when, again, you want to have different revenue streams, this event will change how people dine. For sure. It will. A lot of people will start going back out, but a lot of people have a, have a little bit of paranoia. Me, my, wife gonna wanna, had, my wife and I had yeah. that debate. Um, we were just yeah. talking about that the other day, and she asked me, she's like, do you think this is going to change the way people act six months from now? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because it, it, this hell is something yeah. that um, we were. Uh, I was talking to somebody else who was about 75 years old, and he said, I've never seen anything like this. He's like, I'm 75 years old, and I've never seen anything like this. So I think this is going to change us. Yep, it, it will. Most of the time, these circumstances, you know, after a couple of weeks, everything's back to how it was before. But I think this is so intense no. that I think people won't go back to the way they before, at least not all of people. This is like, like I said, this is a black swan event. And black swan events have a seismic shift in behavior of people. 9-11 was a black swan event. Yes. No one could have predicted it. But you know what? It's changed forever how we get on planes. You know, it changed forever the the kind of social structure of how we how we how we approach air travel. Yeah, this event will approach will change the way that we dine out. And I think that the restaurants that survive or the pizzerias that survive mm -hmm. are the ones that are have the sy systems best set up to survive and adapt and move yes. quick. And if if you don't have them. Now is your time. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. What do you think about the? Do you think a lot of restaurants are going to not be able to reopen after this? Oh yeah. I mean, the estimates right now, and you know, and I and I work a lot with Foodable TV with Paul Barron. Yeah. Um. His he he's been tracking a lot of data. Foodable Labs tracks a lot of data. They're estimating by end of March, around thirty thousand restaurants will be shut down. Wow. I mean, permanently, and then by end of May. Uh, anywhere from 80 to 100,000 restaurants. It's going to be, you know, there's like a million restaurants in the United States right now. 100,000 is like, you know, that's like 10% of our market is right. gone. That's crazy amount of people that are going to be out of work because of, think about just not the restaurant owners, but think about all the people that work at those restaurants. Which leads me to the next point. Nice. This is, a, this is the perfect opportunity to upgrade your team. You know, it has been, what's, what's the number one struggle been the last two years? Can't find anybody at work. Can't yeah, find anybody at work. Well, I'm telling you right now, when this thing is over, that's going to shift. Right now, it's an employee market. They have the uh, they have the cards because there are so many restaurants looking for people that they can basically pick and choose where they want to work. And if they leave for you for you know a dollar to go down the street, but when this thing's over, fewer restaurants means more A players and more people available out in the market that need to work. Yeah, so you're going to be able to really point. pick and choose. So this is another great opportunity to get your get your interviewing stuff down. Make sure you have interviewing guides. Make sure that you're, you know, you have different things in place. I use behavioral assessments to make sure I'm getting the right people on my team. But this is a perfect time to start thinking about the future, about upgrading and really controlling uh, who you allow on your team. Because you're going to be able to pick and choose. Yeah. So right now, if you were to say, all right, so people uh, who are going through this, if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, they're trying to pivot. They're obviously dine in is not something that yep. people can do right now. It's all curbside right. pickup or delivery. So you have to figure out a system for that. What's your system going to be for curbside pickup? If you do that, exactly. touch free delivery or uh, pickup, touch free pickup, if that's going to be your thing. Uh, make sure that you have online ordering and make sure you're communicating your message through social media to make sure that your customers are aware of not only that you have right. a process in place, but what the process looks like. Exactly. And then what? What should they do to start getting ready for the future? 
Well, number one, you want to take your PL and you want to rip it apart and, and just you want to put everything on your PL under a microscope. You know, and here's the thing I, I'm telling you, and also from being a former restaurant owner myself, <clears throat> we tend not to look at the financials as much as we should. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, we all do. We know it. You know, you look at the again, sales all the, the time. We look at the sales all the time, but we don't look at the little line item item, you know, where everything's at. There's certain there's certain things, and I'm actually working on a company right now that we're launching, and it's basically designed just to help restaurant owners manage and measure and track and give them remote consulting on how to track their KPIs, key performance indicators. Because there's about a dozen KPIs, key performance indicators, that if you tell me what they are, I can tell you exactly where the problems are in your restaurant. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you exactly. What are the like? What are the two major KPIs that you look for? Uh, well, number one, prime cost, of course, is yep. the number one. You know, and then I also look at I look at guest check average because guest check average gives me kind of a you know kind of lets me know is my team really making suggestions. Now, for a pizza place, that's all in the counter. Your counter person isn't a counter person. Your counter person is a salesperson, right? And that that's I mean, the mistake we all make. Like I feel like a lot of makes pizzerias put a uh, a low average yeah. Uh, yeah, hourly exactly. employee as the counter attendant. Um, because they feel like it's the easiest job. But in fact, that's the person who has no, the most contact with your customers. Mm-hmm. And that's also the person who sets the tone. I mean, like you said, they put this, you know, undertrained, not motivated, not, you know, smiling person at the counter standing there. Hi, welcome to, you know, welcome Trumpinos. What can I get you? <laughs> right. You know, what do you want? You know, and they're like staring at you like, you know, zombies. <laughs> but no, that's, <clears throat> you have to train that as a, it's a sales position. And it is your most pivotal and most important position. I would even say it's probably almost as important as the pizza maker. I agree. I think the pizza making is a skill that almost anybody can learn if they want to learn it. That's true. Communication is not. No. People skills are not. Yes. That's something that's ingrained in somebody. Not it's, You can't train <laughs> someone that doesn't have people skills to have people skills. That's their parents' job. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, and we make, we've all made this mistake as owners. We all think we can train people. You know, well, they're nice. They're a little shy, but, you know, I can train them. No, you can't train behavior. If someone's not a, a, not a naturally high extrovert, you know, extroverted, and you can't turn a lamb into a lion. Yeah, I think you're right about that because if someone's an introvert and they're not an outgoing person, it's going to make them more yeah. awkward if you make them do oh, that. Oh, yeah, they're going to be socially. I mean, people walk up, they get nervous. And I've seen this before. <laughs> go to like you know you and i go to a lot of restaurants yes a lot of pizza places when you walk up to the counter look at the body language of the person at the counter when i walk up i can tell right away if someone's a total introvert because when i walk up i you know i i kind of walk fast so i walk up to the counter and walk up to the thing if they step back a little bit right there i know oh shit <laughs> i'm looking for someone that when i walk to the counter i want them to lean in towards me like, hey, with a smile. And one of the things I train people when I do, like, you know, you've heard my neuroselling. I have this neuroselling class I teach for restaurants. I also have a counter service um, model of it, too. When I do the counter service model, I'm teaching people, you know, most of the time we stand flat-footed. Watch people's body language. When people are extrovert, when people walk up to the counter, they shift to their back, to their heels, so their toes come up. So they actually lean away from the counter. People that are introvert will actually lean forward and get up on their toes a little bit more. And they actually lean forward. And body language is everything. 50% of how we communicate is nonverbal. Yeah, I agree with that 100%.
Yeah, 55% actually. You could tell what people is going to be. You could tell what a person is going to be like if right. you just look at them in a situation where they have to communicate with people. Yeah. So measuring and managing those KPIs, I'm telling you that, that guest check average to me lets me know how my people are doing up front. And you'll be able to see if you start measuring your KPIs, especially during shifts, you're going to see who are my top salespeople, who are my people that kind of are just average. And we have to start eliminating the average. Because those, yeah, and then yeah, I think you're right. What you said, you, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, people out there looking for jobs. You're going to be able to interview and talk to mm -hmm. more people than maybe you have in the past. Exactly. And then the other thing I'm telling owners is we are all, especially restaurant owners, and we're terrible at time management. Yes, I mean I, I think I, I think the vast majority of people are people bad in at time, general yeah, are bad terrible. at time management. I just don't I'm, think it's something yeah, that maybe. we were taught. No, it was the thing you're not taught it. You're not taught how to really balance your budgets, you know? Yeah, by you the know? way, uh, uh, we talked about this before, too. I just interviewed Mike <laughs> Michalowicz, who wrote the book yeah. Profit First. A great book, by the way. You should read it. You got some downtime. Get the book. Yeah, I think it's a quick read, too. It's a quick read. And you can, I think it's available on audio version as well. But I did an interview with him mm -hmm. yesterday on the local business podcast. It's out today or whenever this is out. That is out. And he talks all about making sure that even if it's a small percentage, you take out the profit for your business and set it aside before you do anything else. And I think this is an important time right now because I don't think a lot of businesses did that and funding and resources and cash flow is probably something a lot of people are hurting with. Yeah. No, I mean, a classic book too on finance, The Richest Man in Babylon is another classic, classic, super quick read. It's like 60 pages. I mean, it's like, it's like a booklet. Yeah. And in that book, the whole premise is you take 10%, you always pay yourself first. So you take 10% of your stuff and put away. Here's a great example. I have a client who's a small little ice cream shop, right? Yeah. And you would think ice cream, man, he's done, right? Right. Yeah, he's done. You know, ice cream, how much, how much do they do in sales? You Plus, know, like nowadays, yeah. curbside pickup or delivery, no one's probably yeah. going to go there. You can't really do ice cream for right. delivery. So you're everyone's thinking, oh, he's he's done. This this guy, I'm telling you, this, this, he's a really smart young businessman, entrepreneur. He has put away at least 10% every month. And now he's sitting, because I was like, when this thing happened, I called him right away. I was like, hey, man, how are you doing? Right. What are we going to do? He's like, I'm actually good. You know, I, He's got quite a bit of cash in the bank reserved. So he actually could float. He actually told me he could sit out. He could sit this thing out until August and wow. still be okay. Wow, that's a smart business person right there. You need to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean... And in my seminar, too, I take people through this little pyramid of, you know, profitability. And, so, and I also kind of give survival kind of stats. You know, if your restaurant was losing money or barely breaking even, your chances of survival are pretty slim because you don't have no cash reserves. Now, if you're like the average restaurant out there doing, you know, 5 6% profit, you got a 50-50 shot, depending on how long this thing goes. Now, if you're making like a, a, what I call a great restaurant, and you're making anywhere from you know seven to you know fourteen percent, then you've got probably a good 80 percent. Depends on how much your rent is. Your rent could be really upside down. Now, if you're doing what I call an outstanding restaurant, the top of the market, really driving, you're probably making fifteen you know, percent or or more profit, and your chance is actually around ninety percent. Wow. Do you think people should you go know? to their mortgage company or their landlord oh, and be like, try to negotiate something? Yeah, I, I've been putting up posts too on social media. There's great examples of people that have the landlords actually have been telling people, hey, don't pay rent, pay your people. Um, there's great, there's great stories out there. 
people actually stepping up and helping each other out. But yeah, again, you have to ask, ask what they can do. Now I know some landlords, I have some clients that landlords like, Nope, rent's due. I don't care. You know? Yeah. But what, yeah what is wrong people with are just assholes. I know. I was going to say like, you know what? Karma is a bitch. And that's going to come back. That's going to come back to them at some point. And, you know, it's not going to be good. But, like, you know what? Like you said, help people out. Everybody needs a hand. Everybody Everybody can use something. And don't be afraid to ask. Even if your landlord is a dick, don't be afraid to ask. Because even if you think that they're going to say no, what if they don't? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you you might have a landlord who's classically been an asshole all this time. But I'll tell you, when something happens like this, some people do change a little bit. Yeah. We're in uncharted territory, so you never we know what are, somebody's yeah. going to do. So ask. And then the other thing, too, is I'm telling people is like, you know, if you do not know what your core values are, and this is another one of those questions I ask audiences, and usually only 2% know the answer. <laughs> wow. is like, tell me what your core values are. So basically nobody knows what they are. Nobody knows. If you do not know who you are, how are you ever going to attract the people that you want to come to your place? Because core values are like a magnet, and they attract not only your guest, they also ad- attract your staff. People want to work, especially nowadays, millennials and Gen Z, they want to work with companies that have a purpose and a mission and a vision, and they want to be a part of something. So, yeah, I mean, there was a couple articles that the Generation Z are actually taking mm-hmm. this the best versus the millennials or boomers because the boomers and millennials aren't taking it too seriously. They're all out doing stuff yeah. they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, exactly. Which is the opposite of what you would think. You'd think the Generation Z is the ones that don't have their shit together. Right. And the other thing right now is a great opportunity to take advantage of starting to build a stronger community. For sure. I mean, yeah. Those those places around you, if you whatever you can do to help, help. You know, if, yep. it, if, if it's giving out some, you know, a couple free pizzas to some homeless people, whatever, you know, help, you know, hey, show a little compassion too. I'm going to give two examples. Again, uh, can I give two examples of yeah, two people awesome. who I know um, that are doing really good in their community? One is Justin Piazza. from He's in Arizona. And what he did this last week was the schools in Arizona closed. So mm-hmm. he's generally not open, or he is open for short lunch hours. But he said any sc- student who relies on school lunch right. to get food can come into Piazza Romana or – uh, El Forno or any, any one of his three restaurants and get a free slice or a free couple slices from 11 to 2 Monday through Friday. See, that's awesome. And he got so much community love and so many people sharing about that. Um, but he genuinely did it because the community has always been there to support him. And he's like, I can't yeah. just, even if it's, we're going to lose money, we're going to lose sales. I have to be there to support the community, which is going right. to help him catapult when things get back to normal. Exactly, because they remember people like that. They remember what you do for them. And another one is Sidewall Pizza Company. I think they're in South Carolina. What they did was they set up a fund for their employees, and mm. they're selling gift cards, and 100% oh, cool. of the gift card sales are going into that fund to help pay their employees while they can't work if the restaurant closes down for the next month or two. See? No, there's tons of things you do. You're only limited by your creativity. Totally agree. And then also, too, this is a great opportunity to revamp your menu. Yes, which a lot of people probably want to do, but they never really had the balls. They to never do it. did. They never had the balls. Now, okay, now grow a pair <laughs> and do it. Yeah. You know, this is like, you know, when would now be a good time? This is like the perfect time to revamp your menu. Take those dogs off. And especially in, in, for pizza places. And if you sh- if you come to the Pizza Summit yes. that we have online, I am doing a menu design. 
and I'm going to show you the new cutting-edge menu boards that are the hottest look for pizzerias. Really? Yes. I'm going to show you some really cool, badass menu designs that I find are probably the most effective sales tools in the world. Nice. You're giving two sessions. I'm going to give yeah. a plug for the Pizza Summit. It is our event. PizzaSummit2020.com. You can go there and register. We have over... And we're adding, I'm adding speakers to this event every day. So far we have, I think we have 27 speakers, 30, 30 plus sessions, all online. No planes, no hotels, no travel costs. All you got to do is yeah, social distance yourself <laughs> in your office. They're all going to be on demand. So there's a mixture of pre-recorded sessions and then live Q&As with people like Scott Wiener, mm-hmm. uh, Donald Burns, Rudy Mick, Tyler Anderson. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, I mean, there's so many that I can't remember all the speakers that we have. Oh, Lee Cockrell, who was the vice president of Walt oh, Disney yeah, no, World Company. He's gonna be I doing, saw that. That's he's awesome. Gonna, he's going to be doing a live Q&A. Go to pizzasummit2020.com. You can register for your ticket. It's happening April 6th through the 8th. It was originally supposed to be two days, but right. we have so much content, I had to push it out to three days. Yeah, I was actually going to hit you up. I was going to say I, w- I wanted to do one on KPIs, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you want, you can do as many as you want, Donald. I'll do three. I'll all do right. three. That'd be right. amazing. I'll, I'll go. I'll go to the website and up, update my my profile. So there you go. We got another session over there for you. Another so session. Many, so many sessions from Instagram. KPIs YouTube. are yeah. so important. I mean, yeah. it, 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 seriously, if if you couldn't go to the Pizza Expo because it got canceled, go check out pizzasummit twenty twenty dot com is the website for that. <clears throat> Pizza Summit, and I, and I know we're calling it the Pizza Summit. This is for anyone in the restaurant industry. Yeah. True. Like, I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're focusing on pizzas, you know, pizzerias, because that's kind of a you know that's Bruce's niche. But anybody, anybody in a restaurant, this is a, you're going to get so much information that take away. And this is, again, which also sets me up to my last little point, is you got to have a plan and you got to follow your plan. You got caught with your pants down because you did not have a plan. You were just kind of in reaction mode. You were going day to day, trying to live live and on what you, you know, what sales were. And when sales were great, you were happy. When sales were bad, you you were depressed. You have to have a plan moving forward. Yeah, and so this this pizza summit is going to help you really create a solid plan for yourself. Yeah, everybody that's going to be speaking there it has a great presentation that is going to be full of uh, just information that you're going to be able to do. And you're going to be able to learn everything from YouTube to Instagram to menu design to hiring training, all that good stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. Everything. It's going to be incredible. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how this goes. It's obviously our first one online. So, uh, you know, we got to deal with the tech aspect of it. And I hope everything goes well. But <laughs> ah, we'll be fine. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be something that we might, uh, my goal is to do it annually. So it's going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And the beginning of April is always good too. Yeah. And I think it's a good opportunity for people to kind of, like you said in the beginning, you know, yes, this is a crappy time right now and things aren't yes. going good. But a month from now, it's going to be a great time to kind of hit that reset oh. button. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Build that restaurant or pizzeria the way you want it to be in the beginning and maybe haven't had the opportunity to. Yeah. Don't get down right now. Yeah. Right. I know it looks pretty bad and yes, it is pretty bad. And you know, every restaurant is here to say every restaurant's feeling this doesn't matter. Every, a lot of businesses are like, there's a, there's, if you're a local business and you rely on foot traffic or you have more than five people in your establishment at the same, you're hurting right now. In New Mexico, they shut down all the gyms. Yeah, my here too in Boston. Well, I mean, there's so my gym isn't shut down, but what they're doing is you have to sign up, and there's only ten people allowed in the gym at a time. They shut them all down here. I'm not going though. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna 
they, they were the gym was smart though. They did they, they they transitioned to giving lessons on Instagram and Facebook of how you can work yep. out at home. Yeah, see, I was fine with everything. So you know, the, the hoarding of toilet paper, okay, I'm, I was all right with. You know, <laughs> all the, no no hand sanitizer left. I was okay with that. Yep. You know, I have to only get you know takeout at my favorite restaurant. Okay, I can deal with that. But when you shut my gyms down, I, that's it. That was it. That's yeah. it. Coronavirus is on my public enemy number one list now. <laughs> that's that's exactly off. the same point it hit for me too. I'm pissed. It ruins my whole routine. <laughs> you ruined my routine, and that's another thing too. Do not get out of your routines. You know, or now is a perfect time. Again, we talk about opportunity. This is a perfect time to start getting some of those routines that you never had before that you wanted to. I'm a big advocate of meditating, you know, and granted, you can work out at home. I, I, I do push-ups, sit-ups. I, t- I take myself through some of the same stuff. Orange, I do the Orange Theory. Yep. Orange Theory has workouts online now, and you, they have like a little video daily on their app, and you can like follow these people, and you can work out at your house. And So there's always something you can do, but again, don't disrupt yourself as much as possible. And now is the perfect opportunity, again, to start creating those habits that will set you up for success when this thing get, it blows over and it will blow over. Yeah. And get out there and network with people and communicate, even if you have to do it online while you have some downtime. Yeah, like this. Yeah, perfect. This is a great example of social social distancing right here as finest. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're in Boston. <laughs> I know. We're, the screen is pretty close, but we're actually more than six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell you, Donald, if I cough during this, I don't have the coronavirus. I'm pretty safe, I think. I've been so, so, I, think I've been, <clears throat> I think I'm trying not to cough because people think you have <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been self-isolating for about a week now, so I'm good. Yeah. It's, all right. Yeah. Donald, I took so much of your time up. It was awesome talking to you. Where can people go Thank you so uh, Go check out that webinar, first of all, and then go follow you if they want to online. Yeah, we'll, I'll give the link over to you. So uh, people want to check out the webinar. It's a free one. Please take it. Uh, don't panic. You know, Be concerned, but have a plan. Yes. Donald Burns on Instagram, right? Donald Burns on Instagram. Donald Burns on LinkedIn. Donald Burns and uh, on Facebook, it's I'm Donald Burns on Facebook, but my page is called uh, the Real Rest- uh, Real Restaurant Coach. Somebody took Restaurant Coach. I was so pissed about that. <laughs> and the RestaurantCoach.com is your website. Yeah, the RestaurantCoach.com is my website. And we'll link up that webinar if you want to go see. There's a ton of great resources yeah. for free in that webinar that Donald gave on. I'll link that in the show notes for this episode. Whether you're listening to the podcast, go over and check out the website, SmartPizzaMarketing.com, or if you're watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, just go to the below and you'll see the links for that. Donald, awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. Be safe, my friend. Thank you, my friend. You be safe. Everyone be safe out there. Stay together. Remember, we're we're stronger together as a community, as a restaurant community. So, you know, support each other, help each other out. If anyone out there just wants to talk, connect with me on social media, okay? I do I have added some extra um one-on-one uh time on my website. If you just want to talk, man, just you know, reach out, schedule an appointment with me. Yeah, go I'm, reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to anybody that afraid. you listen to on podcasts. I'm willing to or... talk to anybody. You know, that's what I've been doing the last couple of days. It's just it, talking. I mean, all day, just been talking to restaurant owners, trying to help them kind of, you know, you know, get off the off the ledge a little bit and yeah. understand that you'll get through this. And actually, if you have a really solid plan, you'll get through this even better. So go reach out to Donald. He'll help you get that solid plan. So that way, when this thing, whole thing blows over. You'll get right up, back going, and hopefully better than ever. And sign up for the Pizza Summit. Right yes. Now. 2020. Now. Pizza Summit 2020.com. It's free. Come on. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Again, if you want to check out the Pizza Summit, April 6th through the 8th, 27 speakers, 30-plus sessions, and we're adding more every single day. P- the www.pizzasummit2020.com to register for your ticket. 
and all of the sessions are going to be available on demand. So if you can't join us on those particular days, don't worry. You can still register for the event, and then you can watch on demand at your leisure after. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I'd say about a good 25% of these are going to be live Q&As. So Scott Weiner is going to join us. I'm trying to get Anthony Falco to join us and uh, be able to join us live so you can ask your questions. If you're not available, and the schedule for the summit is available on the website, uh, pizzasummit2020.com. You can go check out what the schedule is so you can plan accordingly. But if you can't join us live, throw there's going to be a private Facebook group. Throw your questions in there. We'll ask them, and then you can go uh, watch it later. So it's going to be a good event. First inaugural event, hopefully one we do every single year, April 6th through the 8th, pizzasummit2020.com. And if you guys have a question, you can reach out to me, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com. Um, I'm here for you. If you need something or if you need me to connect you with somebody or you have a question about something in your business that you can, you're struggling with right now that we can help with, reach out to me. I'll see if there's anybody in our network that we can hook you up with in order to get that problem resolved. You can follow us on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing. And thanks again to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast, The Mail Shark. If you need some flyers or some menus ready to go out when this whole thing passes, mailshark.com forward slash SPM and also Forza Forney. Thank you so much to those guys. Uh, they've been a supporter of the show for a long time, and that's why we continue to do the podcast with their support. So just like you guys are supporting your local community, and hopefully your local community is supporting you, support the podcast that you love listening to every week by supporting the sponsors that make it all possible. All right, guys, again, thank you so much. Good luck. I hope everything's going well for you. Be safe, and we'll see you on the next one.